All right, here we go. Uh, welcome, guys, to uh, the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, for some reason, I almost forgot that right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm so excited today. It's been a great morning already. We are going to be speaking with Angela Gargano. She is a four-time ninja warrior. And uh, we're going to talk about all those things. But I was reading your bio earlier, and I'm excited about the fact that you were a biochemistry major. So we're going to get into all that stuff as well. And your story is incredible, and you've always pushed yourself. So I can't wait to get into all those things. We also have Nurse Doza here. We're so we're going to talk vitamins because we do vitamins. And I'm Tex Bakes Yogi. So, yeah, let's get the party started. Let's do it. Yeah. So <laughs> what brought you to Austin? What brought me to Austin, I really do feel like it was the community. So I've been traveling all over the world, going to all different places. And I was in New York City. I, you know, I, I had all these things that I was doing all over. But every time I came back to Austin, the community, the people here just lit me up. And I also really love how everyone does put the health and wellness stuff first. We were just talking about a little while ago. It's so nice to be able to hang out with people. And it's not around drinking. It's around like health and being better or going for a run. Or it's not weird that we're all sitting around and meditating in the morning type of thing. Wherever else, that might be kind of weird. So I really do think it's the people in the community here as well as it's very charming. It's a charming little city. (laughs) And it's warm for the most part. It's not warm today. but (laughs) That's just like... It's just February. That's all it really is. Jan- yeah. January is okay, but like then it's like 100 degrees year-round usually, mm-hmm. so that's why people come here. But, but. It, it doesn't get old, right? Because even last week or to the beginning of this week, like five times I've said to myself, I love the weather here. You know, like it's just wonderful and it's like springtime in February. But well, I'm definitely really excited to like get grounded here. I've been traveling around. I'm still going to travel, but just to know you're coming home to a really yeah. nice home base with great people. Is really well, important. the cool thing about it is because I travel quite a bit and Austin's the first place that I've lived at where at the end of my trips, I'm like, oh, I get to go back to Austin. Exactly. Now, right. So, yes. so I've never had that before. It's like, oh, I have to go back to home. Exactly. And like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like the trip's like, over. Even <laughs> with Houston and all that? I mean, Houston's different. was different because it's like home. And so I was going back to family and friends and stuff like that. So there was I was excited to do my friends, but not because of necessarily of the city. I miss Houston, so I do like to go back because there's like the food there is amazing and the museums there are amazing. But uh, it's different than like, oh, I get to go home now. It feels Austin yeah. feels that way. Right. So when you go to Squatch now, because that's where you, I guess, is that your gym now? Yeah, I mean, I go there, like, maybe once or twice a week, but I've just kind of been floating around, like, everywhere. But, yeah, I love Squatch. So, Squatch Fitness, uh, is it Frontier, I think, gym is what it's called? Squatch Frontier Fitness Fitness, I think is what it is. (laughs) Something like that. It's a gym. It's a gym. So, tell us why you work out there. Uh, I definitely also work out there for the community and the whole vibe of it. I also love that it's, like, kind of inside, outside. It's, like, not just an indoor gym. So there's, like, great places to, like, kind of monkey around outside. I mean, being an indoor warrior, they've got the monkey bars in the front and things like that. But, yeah, still it's just coming there. And, again, the community, there's always somebody who – ask you how your day is doing they like genuinely care and like they actually want to get to know you so i feel like again it's just so much more than just the gym it's it's the people yeah right and you've said that twice now you said community twice this is a high priority on your list apparently yes i've been definitely looking for the community i feel like i've accomplished so much in my life and i feel like you know you kind of feel alone like you kind of feel alone like you kind of feel like you don't have anybody you're the person that you're relying on so I'm very, very much like leaning in towards community and, you know, being with great people like this year. That's like one of my main things I want to do. Well, it's interesting because it could be both, right? Because I understand I was an athlete as well, too. I was a tennis player in college. But I remember in high school, I had to be the one that I was like, well, I can't do this with my friends because I really want to get better at all this other stuff. So then that was me like skipping all the parties. And and but mentioning the community in Austin is like you can go be an a, a, like an extreme athlete or or like a high performing athlete with someone else you can grow with them because yeah. everyone here is trying to grow and uplift each other which is again very different from maybe some of the other things that you you've been in like you were saying like you know maybe other places that i was at before everyone's just like going out and partying and stuff like that and again like no there's nothing wrong with that that's a you know you can totally have that time in your life but i'm at the place where i want the people to be with me and growing with me and i'm like i actually want to be doing this so um so yeah it's definitely again leaning definitely into the community well like uh we actually have workout parties now yeah it's great like that's that's what it is right so like squatch will have you know Braden or someone throwing together a community workout 
And then you'll see like 30, 40 people out there. Even Thursday mornings, you've seen the women's group that goes out there, right? Yeah, I love that group. Yeah, there's like 30, 40 women all working out together. And it's it's really incredible to see that because, you know, you think about it. I know as a woman, especially, it's it's probably different because it's not easy just to like join a group with someone, right? Where you move. So, oh, I'm just going to find a group of girls to hang out with, you know, when I move here. Because I've seen that. It's a little more difficult. But women go through the same thing as you know guys go through they just want to be around someone they can be like themselves i think that's the biggest thing like yeah. being authentic like if you can be your authentic self around yeah. these people instead of feeling like you're kind of changing yourself and it's kind of conforming it's just so great to be around everybody here that i've like that i've met so far is just accepts me for who i am and i feel like that's just amazing i yeah, uh, uh, yeah unapologetically you mm-hmm. right unapologetically me <laughs> yeah and it's a, it's a good feeling do you feel comfortable in your skin now yeah, much, I mean, definitely much more even while I'm here. Um, before, I don't even know if, like, I guess I was comfortable in my skin because I was, a, like, alone a lot and working because you just kind of get used to just being with yourself, which uh, is important, right? You should be able to spend time with yourself. Right. But then, like, when I would branch out and be with different groups of people, I would start to feel kind of like, am I supposed to be like that? Like, am I supposed to do that? So it's just been really nice to be able to come out of that shell and just be like, no, like, these people accept you. Yeah, and and it's... Interesting because there's people who genuinely go out of their way to care about you. Yes. And and I think that's one thing I've noticed about this community here in Austin that you have people, you know, I have I have friends that I don't have their phone number, but yet I'll talk to them every week. Yeah. And it's a good conversation. Like I look forward to it. I know where we're going to meet. Like it's almost a scheduled routine thing. And, and, you know, I've learned that time is the most valuable thing after a while because who you spend your time with. And that community will make you better or worse, right? So that's why I'm like, well, I, you were probably like, well, if I go spend my time with these people, it's not going to make me a better person. Yeah, exactly. And then you're right here. Like everyone's always genuinely like – um, But yeah, but yeah, here genuinely like I have people – I have maybe no plans for the week and then I always have people checking in on me. How are you doing? How's it going? Oh, that's awesome. I'm so happy that you're doing that. Like it's just – it's it's awesome. And it's it's – it's people who – I guess it's interesting. There's people who have gone through the work themselves as far as like issues that they've dealt with. And I think that you accept the person and their backstory. Well, you know what's interesting actually? I don't know most people's backstories until they actually come out and say it because yeah. it's not like you meet a new person and they tell you everything that's gone on with them, right? I mean maybe you can. I mean how do you make a best friend, right? Like it's – do you have to know their whole like history as a kid? Do you have to know like chronological order where they're from, you know? It's like no. It's like you resonate with them. Exactly. And, and, and it's just like you're just like, yeah, you're cool. You can be here next to me and we can we can be here together. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the old age like when you meet a kid on the playground and you're like six. You're like, hey, is it cool if I play with you? You're like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you can hang out here. I don't know who you are at all, but, yeah, you, you're, you're another kid. Well, the you know? whole, like, do you want to be friends? And, yeah. And that was always okay. But, <laughs> but, but you, I've watched this because, you know, my sons and everything, uh, I've watched both of them play with kids. And sometimes they just say, I don't want to be friends anymore. And then they'll just leave. And then they go just go to find another group or maybe they go pipe by themselves. It's very interesting when because you're older. <laughs> it's very similar, but people don't know how to either communicate that they need to do that or they still – um, are going to the wrong groups. Yeah. Like if they're like, like, well, this isn't the right group, so I got to go to this other group. Like, well, this isn't the right group either. Well, you take it so personal, right? Because it's like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why wouldn't, why don't you want to be friends with me? And, and and is that what it is? Is that like? I mean, I, there's an ego there for sure, right? Because those kids don't know better. They're just like, okay, they don't want to play anymore. But it's, but <laughs> but but translating it to adults, is that what goes on too? Like, if you go and you present yourself to a new person or a new group, and they're just like, okay, cool, I didn't really connect with anyone. I guess that's not my group. That's not who I am. Because it's so interesting whenever like there's that aspect of someone telling you like, hey, I I don't really want to hang out anymore. And you're like, oh, sweet, great. And it's like, well, why didn't you communicate that in the first place? Wow. Right? That's interesting. I feel like for me, I never really I never really <laughs> told anybody I didn't want to hang out anymore. I just kind of like eased Stop myself. Stop doing like, it? I just kind of, yeah, I just kind of like eased myself out of that situation. Is that, is that not... Is that an okay to tell someone like I don't want to be friends with you anymore? I mean, I think I think you can. I think you can to set your boundaries, or you can also be like, you know what? Like I'm at this part in my life right now. For example, when we were talking about the drinking, right? Maybe you tell your friends like, hey, like you know what? I'm actually thinking I'm gonna drink a little bit less because I this is just not feeling like great for me. And if those people are like, oh, awesome, that's great, 
great. If those people are like, oh, well, I'm still going to be doing it and whatever. And be like, okay, so like I might not be hanging out with you like as much. But yeah, I feel like for me, a lot of those relationships just kind of like faded off. Like they just kind of faded That's- away. They're not nothing wrong. Like we're not, there's no bad blood. There's none of that stuff. It's just like, okay, we just kind of faded into our separate ways. But when you told them that, did they kind of accept it too? Like, okay, we're just, you know, I guess we'll see each other when we see each yeah, other. Yeah, I feel it, like yeah. it wasn't like such a, such a big such a big thing but yeah noticing who yeah who actually has my best interests who is also who sticks around right there's that quote right the, pe- the people who are meant to be in your life will stay in your life right so I always just kind of go by that and then once I started thinking it thinking of it like that I was just like okay like, I like people that. will stay we'll stay how, it's true That's how true. is the community with the ninja warriors like do you guys have like a closed group of so yeah for the longest time like ninja warrior for me i mean that's part of the reason i was really staying in there right so what had happened is i got on ninja warrior uh season seven on accident i actually put a video in because my friend was like you gotta put a video in you were a gymnast this is gonna be great my friend my friend mentor at the time she was actually the one trying out and i was like i can't i can't try out because i'm gonna step on her toes like this is her thing so decided like okay fine i'll just put a video in whatever i wound up getting on the show she didn't which is like not ouch yeah Yeah, Yeah. which is like for me opposite if it happened the opposite way i would have been super like you know it's amazing. I'm so happy, whatever. But since it was opposite, it was kind of weird. Um, and then after that, uh, after we, after I got on Ninja Warrior, that's also the same exact time I was going through like a massive breakup. So I was with somebody in college for years. I really thought that was a person I was going to marry, have kids. I mean, I legitimately thought right after college, I was going to have just like, the biochem job. I was going <laughs> to have the kids. I was going to do all the things. I just, I was just assuming that was going to happen. And then when we broke up, I realized, wow, there's like so much more to life. And I kind of had to like rediscover myself because I was always just with that person. You become like with that person. So it was really cool is when I I got on Ninja Warrior that year, which is the year I needed to be on there, honestly. And when I went there, I had to go there by myself. It was in Pittsburgh. And the welcomingness of that community was great. And what was really cool about it is there was all different ages because you have people, again, there who are 18, right? And then up to maybe like 60, right? all different types of jobs, all different diversities, all sorts of different things like that. And they all just accepted each other. And we were all just there because we all wanted somebody to get through the course. We didn't really care who it was. We just wanted somebody. Uh, So that community got really great for me because everywhere I go, and I could still do that now, anywhere I go, I can find that ninja community. And again, I might be hanging out with somebody who's 40 years old, or I might be hanging out with somebody who's 18 years old. Like it really doesn't like, and we're all just, they're all just together in this one sense of community. So yeah, their community is definitely really great. It's a lot of different vibes. They're all like kind of, they're all very much like me. A lot of them don't really drink. A lot of them um, are, you know, looking for the bigger things in life. Um, so yeah, very cool community with Ninja. That's awesome. I always imagined that. I was like, yeah. these guys have to hang out. Because like, what yeah. else, who else do they hang out with? We literally, hang, quite literally, we hang out. Yeah. Like, we yeah. are literally hanging on, on things. They're like, oh, we're like, oh, cool. Do you want to climb up that, that wall <laughs> exactly, right Exactly, right? Like, you and can't then, just do that. on. Yeah, and then people are they're like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you want to go climb up that tree right now? Yeah, let's climb the tree. Like, it's like, someone else would be like, what the he hell? Because he imagined, I don't want to hang out with him because he's going to start climbing shit. Like, you know, like, and then he's, we're going to have to wait for him to get back yeah, yeah, yeah i never want to go out yeah. he gets lost and everything <laughs> although i get lost but that's a but, whole but different that's story. the thing though because when you find someone who will do that with you they're like cool let's go do that together yes yes and you're like let's let's go and do some like weird things and like you know let's try that so, yeah so i definitely think that again community there was also really really great for me that's I, awesome <laughs> i want to invite you climbing because I, I climb out in the green belt and i think you can hang out there i yet? know you can hang have you been out there to uh, I've been, like I've been, I've been, I've been over there. Uh, yeah, when I was living in Boulder, I did some outdoor climbing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was just really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna go to Big Ben next weekend, oh. and so that's his thing is to go climb. So they're gonna. Go I love climbing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. it's incredible because he's he's tried to climb the world. Like that's his thing. And so yeah. when we were first starting off, he was like intent on going to every continent, every country, and like seeing if there's a mountain there he's gonna go climb it. Love and, that. You know, and he's probably gonna do it barehanded without a helmet on sometimes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I forget my helmet. It's yeah, and so I'm just like, so the craziness, it seems normal to him. And I guess, like, to other people, too, that's why you probably don't resonate sometimes because you're like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you climb that thing? That doesn't make sense to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, well, like, guys, <laughs> let's go. But again, but again, I know we I always try and remember this with every single person, right? Like, no one's necessarily wrong with what they're doing, too. Yeah. I think when I was 
when I started moving into this phase at first, I was kind of like, why aren't they doing what I'm doing? And it's like, no, like if people still want to go out and party and do their thing, that is literally oh fine. Like that's, that's okay. That's what feels good for them. They feel good with those types of people, whatever it's like. And I feel good at a different spot. Everyone's just kind of, everyone's doing the best they can. They're just trying to be the best person that they want to be. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all right. So what, what is, I know you're not training the whole time for Ninja Warrior. So what are you doing full time? Like what, what's going on with you? So like job wise or job like, wise. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so, I mean, I went through like a ton of different things, obviously. So I guess I'll just go back a little bit. Um, so obviously first I was said I was a biochemist for, yeah. for a while. So I did biochemistry, worked at Brown, worked at Genzyme. And then like, while I was there, I was working to do fitness competitions and I was just kind of like, all right, like, I feel like I would be really much better off like trying to help people become healthier. Cause as I was becoming healthier in that process, people were asking me, how are you doing that? What are you eating? How are you working out? And I started helping them. And my mom, the entire life told me that like, that couldn't be a thing that that, that can't, that's not a job. That's not a real job, which I get it. You know, they grow up in a different generation with stuff. So I was like, I'm going to try this. So quit the job. Um, and actually wound up like opening my a gym for a while. So I had a gym in Rhode Island for a couple of years, which was really, really great. Um, very hard, very hard to own a gym. And then I started realizing, oh man, actually like I'm young. Like I don't want to be stuck at a gym yeah. <laughs> like right now. You know what I mean? That's like where if you're going to settle there and stuff like that, it's great to have a gym. So I shut down the gym and then uh, actually moved completely online years ago. So luckily before the pandemic, I was like all online. Um, so online. So right now I have uh, two programs online. I teach pull-ups to females. That's um, one of my main things. And I also have a program called Strong Feels Good. So my main full-time gig, like, you know, for that kind of stuff is just online training, uh, which is really fun. And now I've been kind of branching off into other things. That's kind of just kind of running right now. To get yeah. people healthier. Yeah, get people healthier. And I think the biggest part about it is, so my, my pull-up program is called Pull-Up Revolution because I don't want it to just be about pull-ups. It's actually revolutionizing the way you feel about your body because so many people come into fitness to lose weight and to get smaller. And that's not why I want them to be there. I want them there to be better and to feel stronger and to focus on those other things. So what's really cool about the program is that we do is we don't focus on weight at all. We don't want, I don't, I don't want you weighing yourself. I want you to focus on getting stronger because by doing that, you are going to feel better. You're going to feel better about yourself. It's so much more than just working out or just the pull up. So I'm really excited because I'm trying to really shift the narrative of what's happening with fitness, like, which I think is definitely getting better. But for a while it was all like, get the bikini body, get lean, look like this person. No. I don't want that in my programming. Like but, but that's your style. You're you're changing yeah. the narrative on the fitness industry as a whole, yeah. which is very hard to change. I mean, these are years of talking about a woman should look like this. They should have this physique. They should have these types of muscles. I mean, how many times have you heard a woman say, I don't want to get buff? Oh, so many times. They're like, I don't want to. I mean, from one of my other friends said the other day that someone said to her, they were like, I don't want to have arms like you. So like, and I was like, okay. I mean, again, that's fair. That's fair. You, sure. could, you could want your body to like, again, you know, you can get insulted about that. Or you could be like, okay, they, that's okay. Um, but yeah, it's. I feel like strong is, is becoming beautiful now. It wasn't before. Like when I grew up, I hid all of my muscles. I was telling that to my friend this on the run this morning. Like he was asking me about like if I had ever had an eating disorder or body image issues. And I was like, no, I never had an eating disorder. But let me tell you, like I hid my body so much when I was younger. I had a sweatshirt on. I didn't care if it was 100 degrees out. My mom would be like, Angela, like you can't go to school <laughs> on that. And I was like, no, I don't want people to see me because they would they would call my, my man arms. They're like, you have man arms. da, 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 da. And now it's so weird because everyone's coming up to me like like there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I do want mm. arms like that. So I'm like, your brain's kind of confused. You're like, what am I supposed to be? like? <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Right. So do you think that because uh, – let me ask you this. Because where you're at right now, actually, like you're comfortable in your own skin, do you feel that that's why women come up to you? Because they say you have something there that looks like you're, it's working for you. I want that same thing. And if it looks like this, then I'm willing to get there. Yeah, I think, again, I think things are shifting now where people are saying like, oh, strong is, right. yeah, 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 strong is beautiful now. So I definitely feel like things are 100% shifting now. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like that the women's <clears throat> group that I saw, and you've seen it too. They embrace the idea that women can be strong. That they can lift heavy things and push and sweat, like sweat, drippingly sweat, and actually probably work out harder than a guy. Like there's, I've never, I've, I've never tried to compare myself to other people how hard they work out because I've seen women 
who uh, like honestly are some of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life and do things that are incredible. And I'm, and I see guys in awe, like almost like I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's built differently. And I think you should embrace it. But even the guys in our perspective, they, they will be intimidated by other guys. And women say the same thing too. A lot of women will say, I, I, you've heard me say this countless times recently, they don't want to work out next to someone who is like the six pack, eight pack abs. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And I'm like, they're nice, aren't they? Do you talk to them? They're like, no, I don't, I don't know if I should talk to them. So <laughs> like, I mean, do people come up to you in the gym and like really come up and talk to you or are they intimidated? I mean, I think there's definitely sometimes, it's so funny. Someone told me that I'm intimidating, but I'm approachable. That was like what people say sometimes in my classes. They're like, yeah, I'm a little intimidated and scared by you, but you're approachable. So luckily I feel like I kind of maybe have like that nice energy where they will come up to yeah. me. But yeah, <laughs> but that, I feel like they get scared. I always try to remind everybody that at the gym, everyone's really just like focusing on themselves. They don't really fully a lot of times like care about what you're personally doing, but Going back to what you were saying about, you know, you know, guys being intimidated, I feel like that does happen, especially with females and strong females and stuff like that. And I do feel like it's, again, maybe just like how we were all growing up, right? The guys are always supposed to be like the provider and the strong one and stuff like that. So if they do see a female, for example, maybe a little bit stronger than them or maybe even more successful in a career or something like that, they get intimidated and they definitely like, I feel like high. Oh back. yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. It, it's interesting. I've seen, we've seen the shift even recently with like yeah. the last five years of especially guys in Austin who are aware of that and, and they're being brought to their attention. So what's interesting now is, so we see the female groups getting together and, and yelling and screaming and beating their chests almost. And we get to the guys group and nowadays guys are getting together in a group and trying to make each other cry legitimately legitimately and i do and i feel like they <laughs> no real and i feel like that's so important though i feel like that's so needed you know what i mean i feel like for the longest time they are like trying to be this like tough thing <clears throat> and it's like it's nice to see i mean i personally think it's awesome when i see some a guy get vulnerable because i'm yeah. like all right you know what like for so long you have to hold in and, and be right. that strong thing so yeah i think it's really cool that like people's eyes are opening up a little more to both of these things oh yeah and it's, yeah. it's actually incredible because it's it's empowering we we were at a group uh, recently, a men's group, and the guys, they look like the models of models, you know, as leaders in the group. And people from all over the world came in basically for this group. And things that were said and the, the, the portal that was open, all that stuff allowed people to be themselves and be vulnerable. And I think that's where you go back to the community. If you can have a community where you can be vulnerable and, and there's no judgment. Right, it's genuine, like sincerity and sympathy behind it. That's what I think everyone would want out of a community, right? That I can be myself, I can screw up, you'll love me, but you're gonna help me be better so I won't screw up again, right? Like you'll at least hold my hand at first, but you're gonna allow me and maybe provide me tools that I can do it on my own eventually. And and that's what I think the, the community at Squatch does. Like when we go camping next weekend, like I wanna learn knots. Yeah. Like I don't know how to do knots really that well. Yeah. And that's important. And so that's we're gonna, a big one. And it's a big one. So Baldo and another friend of ours are going to show me, you know, probably 30, 45 minutes in a row of saying, this is how you do it. And I'm going to repeatedly do it and I'm going to get frustrated and I'm going to get pissed off because I don't get, get it. Right. And he's going to get frustrated <laughs> and we're going to have to learn to keep our cools. And as guys in back in the day, what we have told ourselves in college, quit being an idiot like yeah. you're being yeah. dumb like just get it like i don't understand why you're fucking up no no, no. it's like yeah. and nowadays it's gonna, well, I'm gonna you know whatever <laughs> yeah well you know you're gonna be, but you know it's interesting the way we talk to each other now is like what am i doing that i'm not getting through to this person how can i communicate this better yeah maybe, yeah. maybe i gotta say it a little bit different yeah. or maybe whatever but yeah like you said but accepting the fact that like there's okay, a lot more silence now yeah. <laughs> Before the, the allow the yeah. person to figure out. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, see how they like to be communicated, but maybe they do want to figure it out on their own and stuff like that. If they do want you to talk through it, I always like ask people now. Like, I'm like, how can I show it for you? I feel like that's like a big thing that has really changed in my life. Because some people, like, we were talking about it with my friend the other day too. He was just like, how can I show it for you? Because maybe that person is like, I just want to be left alone and figure out the knot. Or maybe the person's like, no, I actually really do want you to walk me through it like three more times. You know what I mean? So it's yep. always asking people and becoming more aware of that. Again, I think for so long we grow up and we don't. We don't learn to also ask people. Everyone communicates differently. Everybody is different. That's fine. But like you said, learning to accept that, I feel like, is such a major thing. Well, imagine that's a tool that you use also when you're coaching someone, right? Like, if, like, do you want me to show you how to do a squat, like, five more times or... Yeah, like, I mean, for me, like, I mean, I'm I'm a tough coach. So if you're going to come to me, I'm like, I'm going to tell you, like, let's 
freaking do it. Somebody else might like hate the way I communicate that. They might be like, I don't like that. I don't like the way you said that. Right. Then you might like, for me, I love having a male coach who's strict with me and like very gymnasticsy. He was just like, no bullshit. I know like, you know, is not so someone might feel insulted by some of the things but i'm more like no this person cares about me and that's why they're saying it so um yeah i think communication is really interesting cool why pull-ups because when i went to your website i was like that stuck out right because uh i mean there's tons of fitness influencers and coaches and pull-ups is not a thing yeah Uh, yeah like i really legitimately before the pandemic started i was only teaching pull-ups like there was no other there was no strong feels good it was legitimately just pull-ups yeah so what happened was I kept seeing that women, especially were coming to me being an injured warrior. They're like, oh, the first step to that would be like getting a pull up. And if you talk to basically any female, a lot of their goals are, I want to get one pull up. They'll say it to you. Like, it's amazing how many people I was hearing that. I just want to get one pull up. I just want to get pull up. Then I'd be like, okay, so what are you doing? They're on the assisted band. Okay, cool. How long have you been in the assisted band? Like three, four years. I'm just like, every time I get off it, I can't do it. So I started recognizing that. I was like, okay. Then I was teaching in New York City one day and the editor-in-chief of Women's Health Magazine came up to me. She's like, I would love to learn a pull-up with you. I was like, all right. She's like, but I have to learn it in 14 days for a shoot. You know, in New York, everyone wants to like things right right now. (laughs) I'm like, all right. I'm like, here's the deal. I'm like, that is totally possible, but you need to show up. I was like, I will show up for you. I'll give you a plan and we can totally get it in 14 days. So she showed up and I loved that about her. She showed up every day and I showed up for her. Um, She would do stuff on her own time. I would do stuff with her. She got that pull-up in 14 days. It was crazy. It was like hanging, hanging from the bar doing nothing and then got the pull-up. And the, what I saw in her eyes after she got that pull-up, I was like, this is what I need to be doing. It was, again, like we were saying, it's way more about than the pull-up, right? Yeah. If you can accomplish this seemingly impossible task with hanging on the bar and get your chin above the bar, what else might be possible for you, right? After she's gotten her pull-up, now she's at 10, which is amazing. You know, she opened her eyes to like, I want to try kettlebells now. Or I want to try this. Yeah. She never had her her mind opened up to that before. So for me, it's much more than just the pull-ups. Yes, I saw as a niche, like, there's nothing else that's helped, especially females, right? There's always, like, guys online trying to teach pull-ups. They show you, like, the same three moves. I'm like, that's clearly not working. Um, so I break it down, like, very fun and uh, break it down. And we, we, we go through everything um, so that they can finally get their pull-up. I have a 14-day and a 30-day one. But... Um, for me, it's 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 not about the pull-up. And I yeah. did a podcast with her the other day, and she was like, yeah, it wasn't. She's like, yeah, actually, it actually was so much more. It really teaches you life lessons. I also break it down because people always think that the win is to go from the bottom to the top of the bar. It's not. What about the in-between? What about you, like, hanging on the bar, and finally you go in there, like, for one day, and all of a sudden you have a slight bend in your elbow? Let's celebrate that win. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing with life, right? You're going to get the pull-up. It's not It's not a matter if you're going to get the pull-up. You're going to get your pull-up, right? But what about the in-between moments? Um, so, yeah, I feel, like, really passionate about it because of that. It's not really about the skill, honestly. Yeah, no, I was just curious yeah. about why you chose that. And I knew there was going to be a story about that. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, if you, again, you can look online anywhere. There's really nothing like what I've created for it. It's just crazy, though, because pull-ups are – I love pull-ups. Well, I, I really can't do more than, like, two, like, on a – on a on any given day i've done more than that but two for sure i can always get but if i'm like i've been in weird situations when i'm climbing like with no rope and i'll pull myself up no matter what <laughs> yeah absolutely so, i mean sometimes a lot of this is a mental game too yeah. right these people can do the pull-up the other thing that i found really interesting about it was and I, I go through all the education with them in the programs as well is Sometimes it's just like your mind, it's a central nervous system thing. Like it's just not connected yet. Like your body just doesn't do it. Like it's like, it doesn't know, it hasn't created a pathway for it. How yeah. many times are we doing that in a day? Yeah, like we're, we're, we're constantly pushing people away and pushing things. Are we pulling things? Not that often, right? Yeah. Um, so I love that, that also the science piece of it. I, we go through all the education too. I'm like, you really might be strong enough. Like they're like, I'm deadlifting this much, but I can't pull up. I'm like, probably just not connected there yet. <laughs> So why um, biochemistry? Why was why was that your? So major? bio, <laughs> I really when I really went into college, I did want to already start doing some kind of training or something. I also wanted. I told my mom I wanted to be in the circus. Like, shh, no way. Like you're not gonna be in the circus. Like crazy. I like really like wanted, uh, one of these. Yeah, I wanted to be like doing, doing some tricks. circus tricks or something. I I always felt like I 
was very creative and I had something a little different about me. But, you know, your, your parents are like, you got to do the, the normal type of job. <laughs> so when I was trying to figure out, well, like, what is that to me? I didn't really know. I had this amazing uh, chemistry teacher in high school and we would like blow things up and do cool things. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. So I legitimately only started doing it because I thought that was cool. And I'm like, all right, like we're just going to. And like you said, we were talking about before, I went full fledged into it. I'm like, I'm going to be a biochemist. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my PhD. I had like a whole plan like laid out for it. But for you, biochemistry was like you, <clears throat> what, you didn't figure that out till nurse until you were in nurse practitioner school, right? Or wait, until you were like deep into chiropractic. Probably, in, well. Or were you always? I think I understood amino acids the first time when I was in uh, undergrad and I said my mind was blown. Like I, I really, I was sitting in nutritional class and I was a night class at St. Mary's. I remember this. And it was one of those classes that it wasn't even, I don't even think it was listed under exercise sports science. That was my first degree. And, uh, I sat there and I remember the doctor said, uh, these eventually are things that will become part of your DNA and you can supplement for them. And I was like, wait, you can eat these things? Like you, you can, and he's like, well, yeah, you eat protein all the time. That's what it is. You know, I'm like, what? And he's like, glucose and carbohydrates. Let me explain what glucose does. And so it made me understand nutrition a whole nother light. So actually the reason I understood biochemistry because I said I understood uh, nutrients. That because if you're eating food, biochemically, you have to break them down and metabolize them. That's where the term metabolism comes from. So we had to go through organic chemistry, chemistry. Uh, we had to go through biology. I went through physiology. I went through like it was incredible. Neurology didn't teach me biochemistry. Right, uh, a human anatomy didn't teach me biochemistry, and that was c doing a cadaver. When I learned about nutrition, is when I learned about biochemistry, and I learned from PhD people, you know, just like you did. And now, like I guess, 15 years later of studying biochemistry every single day, like you talk about 10,000 hours, I've put 10,000 hours of studying biochemistry in my life at least, and you know this too. You can yeah. back this up. I probably put in this year alone. And it's fascinating. I don't know how you see it, but I try to visualize medical animation in my head where you see like glucose traveling through the arteries and it's like a 3D graph that zooms in and it's like all these beautiful colors. Because like, we don't like – think about it, growing up, you don't know what the color of the dinosaurs look like. You just imagine their skin. We know their bones were there, but they only recently discovered we might know what their skin looked like and it might have hair on it. You know, like yeah. that's incredible. But we know – what things look like internally like we know it, like viruses look like and bacteria looks like and now we know what happens when those signals go off and pathways occur that's why you and i are thinking the way we're thinking because biochemically speaking like we know what the immune system does we know what your metabolism does you know like it's it's this is something you were born with but innate intelligence is what allows your biochemistry to work so like for example let's say you eat something it's going to turn into poop like that's yeah, what's going to happen. It's going to turn to poop, right? <laughs> so we got it. We got poop this morning, right? We talked about it. And so we always have to, we always have to bring it up at least once. But, poop, but poop. think about it. Everybody poops, guys. Everybody poops, right? <laughs> Read it to the boys. And, and at what point you will take all those nutrients out of whatever you eat and you'll use it to make your DNA. You'll use it to make your hormones. You'll use it to make your neurotransmitters. Like we know that. It's not like we're deficient in Prozac and all of a sudden we're like, oh, that's why we function better. That's why I was deficient in Prozac my whole life. No, it's because you ate like crap, never ate your veggies. Then genetically, you needed more B vitamins than most, and that's why you have depression, right? And you're like, oh, it's a biochemical issue. Yeah, depression, Alzheimer's, heart disease, diabetes are all biochemical nutritional deficiencies that affect your biochemical pathways. Well, it's like there's reactions happening or they're not. Yeah, right. an action or reaction. You've understood that too, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because you're right. Like for like for maybe people who don't know about biochemistry and stuff like that, you're right. They do think, oh, it's me, and it's like, no, there actually might be something going on. Yeah, like the, in, in your brain, like it, it really actually something going on inside you. There's a chemical imbalance. Yeah, you're, like, you're right. It is. When people used to say that, like my doctor said, my depression is a chemical imbalance. Even the commercials say that. Like, yeah, you're right. But which chemicals? Yes. Yeah. Because the the reason we had to learn organic chemistry is because we learned elements, the periodic table. Carbon, magnesium. Well, here's the thing. Guess what we serve to people nowadays? Zinc, selenium, magnesium. We tell them to take potassium and sodium and we put it in drinks because guess what? They don't get enough of it, right? That's really incredible. And 
what's fascinating is your biochemical background probably comes into play a little bit with your coaching too, doesn't it? I definitely think so. I, I definitely approach all what I'm doing. It's a science experiment in a way. <laughs> I always tell them to, to, right? They they actually always come into me. I make them do a full, just like we're doing the blood work, right? They do a full test. Like I walk through, I want to go see and see where you are at. Yeah. Where are you stuck? And then I make them retest at the end of like, you know, 30 days and stuff like that. And I feel like that's a little different from a lot of people. They just kind of have like programming going. But yeah, and I was always like, you have to do it exactly the same now as you do at the end of the month. Like you can't do your push-ups on your knees today and then do them on your toes the next day. I'm like, because it's a constant. <laughs> you gotta be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a control. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll love this. We get a lot of engineers who come in here, and they get all this. Yeah, like yeah. they just discuss it. Like one of our good friends is an engineer, so he loves talking like physics and all that stuff too. And so when we started talking about biochemistry one day, Baller started speaking quantum physics. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. Well, it just makes sense because we started talking about energy and frequency. And then I quickly realized that when someone else comes in, they start talking about ionization. And they start, t- start talking about polarity. And then we discover that the brain and the heart have electricity in them. And then someone usually starts talking about the 10th dimension. And- yeah, and then I'm like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay, back up, back up, back up. That's, that definitely got to a point like my senior year of college where like I was in all these crazy classes. And they're like, it exists, but it doesn't exist. We're going to do math about it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, I'm like, what, what is happening? And then like I would do these problems. And then like even the teacher would be like, actually, I don't, I don't know. What's that's the answer? Like, well, I don't know what the answer is either. That's what I'm saying. The scientist should be the it's, ultimate woo-woo person. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't believe it, but because I don't means I have to prove it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, it's usually because I cannot prove it, it means that it has to exist. It does. It's just, well, because your philosophy will say, I just have not discovered the answer. Correct. Because it, it does exist. We do exist. Yeah. If you're saying, why do we exist? Like, well, we're trying to find that answer. We can't say, well, then we're going to exist. Because if you don't know why you exist, you're not truly existing to begin with. Yeah, and my thing is always like everything already exists. Anything I, you want already exists. Yeah, I think that like, I mean, I can be kind of weird with this stuff as well. <laughs> I think that personally, like we probably will never understand how we exist or why we exist. And I just think that our brain doesn't actually go there. Like, you know what I mean? I, I always think that like, obviously like everything that we're on, right technically we're on a rock floating in space right now <laughs> um you know what i mean i feel like and, and technically the universe goes on forever do i think there's probably an explanation that for yeah i feel like as humans i don't think that we have the capacity to know why which i think is i don't know i've always uh, sure no that, that's, uh, so that's fair i'll take i'll take this I'll, yeah I'll throw it I, that's what i think well i'll throw it into spirituality for a second yeah okay so Grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school. He was going to be a priest, actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Before he went, and became a tennis uh, tennis player. And uh, and you know, I look uh, long term as far as you know, like you know, religion and and I look at ethical speaking. We've always talked about like spirits, and we talk about you know, I don't know. I guess really from an existence standpoint, it's not hard to tell a Catholic boy that you know, like there's a go- you're going to turn to a ghost later. Yeah. Right. And you just accept that that's going to be like, yeah, there's ghosts. There's a ghost behind you. Like it's your ghost of your uncle. (laughs) Right. And to me, I accept that. Like, oh, yeah. Like I never questioned and said, well, prove to me scientifically that there's something floating behind me. When you get older, it's like, well, that's an entity. I'm like, what the hell is an entity? Like a spirit. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. The spirit that lies within us is just naturally that you want an explanation of why do I feel this? Why do I have emotions? But really, it's like almost like you go into the Garden of Eden and you look at the story and say, well, God provided us the perfect utopia. So says, right? But the story is, is that the serpent kept us from the knowledge of the tree. Why? Was it because they were protecting us? Who was protecting us? Was God protecting us from knowing too much? And they don't talk about it that way. Because Catholicism said... It was man and woman's decision to betray and not accept and to question. Maybe get out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. They were banished. For, and we were, we've been in suffering since. Right? And, I, and someone told me one time, they said, well, have you seen all the serpents in, in pyramids across the world? They use it as protection. And they said, maybe the serpent was actually protecting the humans from God. And wanting to provide all that knowledge. And we talk about that. And like, you're right. We have no idea, like, how to understand, like, half this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and yet we, we tend to think that we can control everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's well, a- I, sure. I, the spirit thing, I, 
I have this theory now that it's like an energy, uh, like a bunch of energy that's stuck between two dimensions. But that's a whole different. I, I yeah, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of there too. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, I really did give up for a while now, the idea of like figuring out why, I, why I'm here. But I wanted to understand everything until then. For uh, sure. Because I just feel like everything is... Everything. Well, I love what you said, like, asking questions. It's like, it's if you look at it in that in that way, it's like, it's good to ask questions. Like, we were even talking about that other stuff before. It's like, it's okay to... It's good to ask questions. Let's question it. Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's learn a little bit more. I, I think that's what science is all about. <laughs> science is about the idea that you can question things. Prove me and, wrong. Pro- well, that's... Well, <laughs> I, I make a pro for example. Uh, there was this photo recently I saw of... Uh, of an of Einstein and like 30 other people and they were in front of this big building they took a photo kind of like the team photo right and they said that out of that photo there was like 17 or 19 people who won the Nobel Prize oh yeah yeah but after that photo was taken which meant it was a bunch of cool people just hanging out talking about science and nerding out and then they're like you know what I think you're full of it right. and I think it's because of this and then all of a sudden they went and said well prove it and they said okay I did yeah. And then they got accepted 40 years later after all their work has been accomplished. Which usually proved me wrong. Yeah, but if you yeah. have that mentality, yeah, yeah, yeah. think about this. You have that as an athlete anyway, right? You're just like, you can't do that. <laughs> really? Watch me. Yeah. Have you been ever told something that you said, oh, I just accepted that? No, it's always watch me. You're right. Yeah. It means it was literally like we were talking about my ACL tears, right? My left ACL tear when I tore it in college. The first thing that that doctor told me, this is a school doctor. Your career is over. That's literally what he said to me. And I was like, oh, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me like what I can't do. That's- and that, and that, yeah, that, that really drove me to, to be like, I'm going to show you that I'm coming back. And you know, it's fascinating about that. That's his mentality too. Yeah. So- well, when I tore my... Uh, not my my uh, meniscus. My meniscus. I was like, you have to head, get surgery. He's like, I don't have to get surgery. I'm fine another way. And yeah, fasting. That's how I just this. Now I learned everything about fasting. Yeah. And, and so that's uh, what he said. Stem so, he, cells. so he literally tells me he comes back and uh, he tells me about his knee, and he's like, I think I I think it's pretty bad. I cannot walk on it. Like it hurts. So I'm analyzing, assessing them, treating it. I was like, do we probably need to get an MRI? Order an MRI, doesn't get it. I'm like, why did you get the MRI? He's like, I don't think I'm going to do that route because then I'm just going to have to have surgery and injections and everything, right? I was like, yeah, probably, but, like, you need to do something. He's like, well, I'm going to do this thing called fasting. And I was like, what? Like, you're not going to eat? He's like, yeah, I'm not going to eat. And I was like, how's that, how's that going to heal? Ten days. Or like that. Yeah, I was like, how's <laughs> that going to heal your, your knee? He goes, well, I did this with a lot of research, and there's something called autophagy. And I was like, What? And he's like, you ever heard of it? I said, no, I've never ha- heard of it. It's a biochemical pathway process. Yeah. and process in the body that was discovered 25 to 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, no, one sa- no one at least says, like, says that option, too. It was just like surgery or not. And it's well, like- because it's one of those things. Why, there's no money in that. Oh, absolutely. No one makes money in that. Absolutely. If I stopped no, eating. You stopped eating. No one makes money. By okay, just don't eating. eat. Yeah. So yeah, here, here. We can either get this massive surgery that's going to cost you like 40K or don't eat. Don't but, eat. <laughs> we were talking to like a, to Don last week or someone last – yeah, last week. And we were talking about the fasting and those processes because he's in sports science as well. And he's done a lot of research with uh, – who was it? Ohio State. Oh, yeah. And we ta- started talking about the virus that's going on right now. And he just straight up just said on the podcast, right, it's like, oh, yeah, fasting helps. Yeah, it'll stop the replication. Yeah. And it was just like a straight statement, no question about it. Well, because of this, watch this. You <laughs> want to talk biochemistry. And, and what I said, it was like, but animals do that all the time. Anytime they're sick, they just don't eat. Yeah, that's what they do. And and it's it's, it's honestly truth. Like the thing about it is the last thing you want to do is eat if you're sick. Because uh, you're going to feed whatever Because you're going to feed sick. that, right? So you're going to feed off your own reserves. You have more than enough to start. And that's why he was talking about, was it feed a cold, starve a few uh, flu yeah. or something like that? And uh, you, you – you look at like our nutrition, it's all backwards, right? Because like the last week alone, like I told America, let's, let's start fasting again. And so my wife and I, like we basically just have been supplementing and then not eating food. And it's great because we're seeing the inflammation going down. Clear headedness is there and all that. Yeah, like I'm trying to regulate my blood sugar. It's just my personal thing. But I mean, we were sitting here last week and talked about how beneficial fasting is for people if you do it correctly, mind yeah. you how beneficial it is to the human body because cultures and religions have been doing it for thousands of years. Yeah. And here's the thing from a biochemical standpoint, we talk about 
you know this now uh you've, have you heard the term mitochondrial biogenesis no okay <laughs> you'll love this so autophagy is activated <laughs> in times of 36 hour fasting or longer which means now you have a chance to clean out your own cells it's what baldo did to his knee in theory keep in mind this is all in theory love saying that that it went to his meniscus cartilage and his own body repaired the tissue in there, cleaned it up, and because he was in a state of minimal inflammation and in health, he was able to actually regenerate and pair his cartilage with the production of new cartilage because he activated something called mitochondrial rejuvenation, which is essentially self-cleaning of the mitochondria to where they're rejuvenated now. And when you do it just enough to where you kick up all your genes activated in the right point, including one called PGC1-alpha, mm-hmm. You promote something called mitochondrial biogenesis, which is now the spawning of that healthy mitochondria. mitochondria. And you have now not just one healthy mitochondria, you'll make two or three out of it. Wow. And that's the body's ability to do that only if it's in the right biochemical state. Without with, inflammation. Without inflammation, yeah. with all the pathway, different pathways being activated, yep. pathways that they were just discovered now 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, this is incredible. It's pretty he, cool. But you and know, like you said, it's free. But, and it's free. And it's free. <laughs> but, you know, free. but you know how he found out about it? How did you find out about it? Was it the book, right? The or, book. Yeah, it was, the, it was this book called Metabolic Autophagy by some guy named – well, he's great. Seamland. Uh, he's from Sweden. And that's his that's his uh, expertise Like uh, is fasting. He's and, a coach. Just I like you. Love it. And I an athlete it. just like you. So that's why I said your biochemical background – when you talk about it with people, you understand it in a way to where you see the overall function. Hence why when we were talking about the lab draw, which for people who are listening, uh, we had a, a blood draw before. And we're looking at biochemical pathways to where we can see how you function. Not labeling you as, you know, you have X amount of risk for this. It's just more of like, no, you you need more here. Your pathway goes left when it should be going right at checkpoint B. And you need to get to checkpoint F. And you only get there if you do this. So talk about Don last week. Um, you have uh, you have the ability to measure someone's health in real time every time you interact with them. The practitioner won't get there soon enough. And if they do come to intervene, most of the time they don't know what they're doing. And second, uh, they might not be doing it correctly, right? Because really the best doctor is the mindset, the movement, the eating, the sunlight, the water, and and talking about it on a consistent basis, but the community of connecting with one another, hugs, hugs, smiles, you know, <laughs> just being there for one another, uh, and it goes a long way. Uh, I think what was the what was the second uh, besides the pull up? What was the second thing that you do as well? The the the, the course. Oh, it's called Strong Feels Good. Strong Feels Good. Mm-hmm. The the Strong Feels Good uh, mentality that you empower women with and empower people with, I'm assuming as a total, is a, is is what's needed right now. There's a lot of people out there who are looking for what you've been providing this entire time, especially after three years into this now. They're looking for a community, just like what you have been too. And well, the community itself makes you feel stronger, and right? That, oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like really it's, it's a whole tribe. It's super crazy. Like I didn't really know what I was creating online when I made it, and it's cool. Like I go on my like, Facebook group that I have, and someone posted the other day. This is really cool. When one of the girls posted how she finally ate butter again. Because she had, like, an eating disorder and butter was, like, whatever. She finally ate butter again. And the amount of people who commented under that, like, we are so proud of you. This is amazing. Like, whatever. Before I even had a second to go on there, my my assistant even messaged me and she was just, like, you have to read this, like, right now. And I was, like, this is amazing. This, like you said, is what people need. And this is why people keep showing up. This is why people are coming into that community. And they even write, like, I feel like I have a safe space where I can say these things. I feel like I have a safe space where I can come in like that. So I feel like that, yeah, I definitely feel like the community piece of all of this is is major with anything. And, again, feeling like, you know, even that stuff you're talking about right now where you're saying, like, all this stuff is in theory and stuff like that, it's good to have people around you that are just like, oh, like, I support whatever you're trying to, to work towards. Yeah. See, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being like, no. That's not it. Stop here. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You got to do it like this. Always yeah. like this. Like, no. Yeah, this is no. the only way. Whenever you hear that, it's like, oh, that's wrong. No, because I, li- yeah. I, I, I <laughs> always like to way. say in theory, and it, you, you caught me on it, it's almost to say like, I could be wrong. Yeah. That's basically what I'm trying to say is yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking this is what's going on. Absolutely. But the other thing is like, 
you do that and maybe you get that result, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the reason that it happened. Maybe it's some other thing happened. I mean, that's the For thing. Sure. Look, yeah. at, <laughs> look at the history of Viagra. Yeah. I'm Correct. just telling you, it was a blood pressure pill originally. They found out the blood gets shunted to the penis. You imagine Baldo would be sitting in the back of the room, be like, "Oh my God, we I know how to market this!" Like you know, like yeah. and boom, a trillion dollar industry was born, just from the idea of an accident. And the researchers were like, "Well, we weren't intending to do that, but yeah, that works too. That, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. But we're just going to use it yeah. right now. <laughs> I mean, now we can give it to everyone. Great, let's do it. Oh my yeah, God. right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely think like the community is a big piece of this. And yeah, and going back to the whole like sense of like us coming here for the blood work, just really excited to see. I, you know, like you said, I've been a high little a level athlete. I definitely see myself. I get like real energized. I mean, I don't even drink coffee. Like it's crazy. People are like, how yeah. do you have this energy? Like, I don't even drink coffee. I legitimately have all this energy, but then I do wind up seeing myself. Like we were saying this week mm-hmm. in particular, like I've crashed. Like I definitely feel like, and I definitely feel like I have like these certain times and I've been trying to also like write on my calendar when that's happening as well, where I'm just like in it and just like, got it, whatever. And then I have times where like, I can't function. Like I'm, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. Um, so learning to like what that is for me and also learning like the different pieces of like what might be causing that or what I can do to, I mean, you really can't, you can't be here all the time. No, you just can't like, it's at the end of the day, you're going to drop. So like, what can I do to even be like maybe in the middle? Like, you know what I mean? A decent amount. I feel like that's going to be really important for me. So that like later on, like you said, I can run at this speed now, but what happens as I'm getting older? Like, it's not going to be, you can't do that forever. Yeah. So so I just had an idea. So we're going to have to do is we're going to get your labs. Okay. And then we'll do, we can even do like a follow up, like even review it. Like if you wanted to film it too. And then if there's anything that needs to be, you know, changed or addressed, then we do a follow up after that and see like, all right, what, yeah, what do you notice? What is you, what has changed with you so far? And like, is it meeting your, your needs and, and your function? You know? I'm super curious. I feel like I'd be super curious about that stuff. I'm really good with like, since I was, you know, an athlete as well, like, if your coach gives you something and like try this out and you yeah. stay you yeah. stick with it and stay consistent and see if it works and you reevaluate it, you keep reevaluating. And I know with stuff like this too, right? You might have to like go through it once and then you might still need to make tweaks. It's the same thing, like nutrition, whatever you're yeah. doing. You might always need to make like little tweaks here to see and optimize like what the best thing is. But I'm super curious to see like the way I'm feeling and what it has to do with my body. Oh, so yeah. 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 Science. 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 Yay. Science. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I think that calls for a little wrap up. Where can yeah. people find you? What are you uh, most excited about? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Angela underscore Gargano. Um, message me on there at any time. I always answer people back. Um, what am I most excited about right now? I mean, honestly, I'm most excited about, again, being here in Austin and being able to do more community stuff. And I've been really shifting. Again, my, my programs are pretty much set and pretty ready. I've been really shifting into doing more speaking and stuff like that because I've realized I'm a pretty humble person and I've realized that I've actually gone through a lot in my life and if what I've gone through can help other people I was like this is actually what I feel like I'm actually more called to do so I'm really excited to you know it's scary to be a beginner again and try and figure out how that all works but you know be a beginner again and get into the stuff that I feel like is what I'm actually really meant to be here for so well, she said it. She wants to speak more. We're going to make that happen. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Here we go. So I'm putting it out into the universe. No, look for it. Look for it. Because I'm already thinking like three different things. Every we got you. Uh, but uh, thanks so much for being on. Thanks again. for having me.